Hey y'all, it's your girl Keith of Kentucky and you're tuned into another episode of So There's That, the podcast. I know, guys, I was supposed to come back and update you guys on a lot of stuff. I'm going to try to keep this episode down to about 30 minutes, so bear with me. I have a lot of stuff that I want to talk about in a very short amount of time. I miss you guys. I miss talking my shit with y'all as per usual. I really want to follow back up and specifically say a few things. Um, Congratulations to Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B for just killing it. And they have obtained a number one spot on the Billboard charts. A lot of people said that wasn't going to happen. They couldn't do it. The song was too vulgar. Um, People couldn't get into it. They didn't like it. Um, Well, it looks as if they have proved the people wrong. And I'm really looking forward to Cardi B's forthcoming um, sophomore production, whatever. I'm here for it. And the same thing with Meg Thee Stallion, with her dealing with the criticism of her choosing to speak out against Tory Lanez, who is canceled over here. We won't, I was never a big fan to begin with. <laughs> I just want to express that. Um, I know he has some good features. I, I could do without them. I could, uh, you know, just not have Tory Lanez. I don't, I don't even think that I've ever really went inside. Ah, I'm lying. I think his last project that had Ashanti on the cover, I think I might've listened to it, but I never circled back to go to it. And so it's very easy for me to let go of Tory Lanez. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> We're going to say that here and now. Um, but I do want to just raise up and uplift Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion just for their accomplishments. I know next year's award season is going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fashions from the girl. I hope Meg steps her game up. You know, sometimes she looks a little tight, um, but we're going to let that roll and just congratulate and continue to uplift Meg the Stallion. I'm actually very disappointed in a lot of the rappers who, um, you know, usually got a lot of shit to say that didn't come to Megan's aid, even though she doesn't really need it. But we have to always think about the fact that Megan, you know, she's lost both of her parents. Um, she's out in LA. Um, she's not in Houston. A lot of people from Houston, local rappers and shit said that that shit can never have happened in H town. I believe them. Um, so, you know, I think Megan is really taking the time to reevaluate the people she has in her corner and in her life. And I think that, um, it was a, a good lesson to be learned very early in her career, considering the fact that she hasn't even dropped, a, an official debut album. We've still got a lot more to see from Megan. She just dropped a dope ass freestyle the other day. I'm ready for it. People are criticizing the fact that she talked about she got shot. She could talk about her life experiences. Y'all get mad when she talk about a coochie. Y'all get mad at anything. I wish I would just shut the fuck up and say y'all don't like black women and then, you know, keep it a buck. Keep it a Virgil, matter of fact. <laughs> Bring that back. But anyways, um, what else has happened? Nothing too crazy. The one thing that I want to get into before we start talking about what I really want to get into is the fact that we lost, damn, we lost a really great man, actor, performer, artist this past weekend. I was chilling in my house. I just got finished working out. just got finished doing homework. Your girl's back in school now. And um, I happened to be talking to my husband and we were talking to my mother in love on the phone and we were just going over some stuff. And my friends, shout out to Thomas and George, text me and said that Chadwick Boseman had passed away. I was like, I can't know what 
you know, like I'm, I'm in complete disbelief. So the first thing, of course, I go to the shade room. I go to the neighborhood talk. I go to E, I go to TMZ. I go to all these places where they have confirmed the death of Chadwick Boseman at the age of 43. Um, immediately I'm emotional because, um, you know, like this shit came out of nowhere for the majority of America. Like most of us just like, what the fuck, what is going on? You know, and then I remember the the next thought in my head was like, oh my God, like I remember because I follow all of these blog sites that um, the Shade Room or somebody had posted a screenshot of him on live and he looked extremely sick and fragile and frail and little. But for me, I guess in the back of my head, when I'm looking at that, um, I was like, okay, he's an actor. You know, actors, they gain muscle, they gain fat, they get skinny. They do all this in preparation for Rose. And so me knowing that Chadwick Boseman is at the height of his fame, he is on the road to being our next, you know, Denzel Washington. He's anointed by this guy, you know, like, I didn't look at it with too much fear when I saw it, but I was, you know, you, you in the back of your head, like, you're like, oh my God, I hope he's not sick. Um, and, and there was just a, a lot of horrible comments in that comment section. You know, people always feel like they got to make a joke out of shit. And uh, now we've come to see that he was actually in the midst of a four-year battle with colon cancer. It is fucked up to say the least. And for a lot of us and specifically the black community, a lot of us are like, what the fuck? You know, cause we got so much shit going on right now. It's like, damn, can we get a fucking break? Because it's like, even as this man is a celebrity that the majority of us have never met, he served as such a, such a beacon of light and hope for a lot of us. Um, for him to be able to play one of the first very important black superheroes. The fact that 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 film was filmed so beautifully and showed black people um, just fully relying on themselves. Um, This man, the way he upheld himself, the way he carried himself, the fact that he was a Howard graduate and was very intent on letting you know where the fuck he came from, that he was still very much included in the fight, even as he had very few months left of life, still donating, still giving the best of himself, just being this incredible black man that I hope that my sons aspire to be. For the most part, you know what I'm saying? I can only go off of all the visual things that I have observed from this man. And from what I observed is that he was just very passionate about who he was. He was very firm in the person he was. He seemed like loving. He seemed like he smelled of flowers. He seemed like he he was funny. He seemed like he was sweet, like he was emotional. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of man that he seemed he was. Like I said again, this is from my perspective. I'm probably building this 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 image of Chadwick. <laughs> and um Maybe none of it's true, but that's how he made me feel. Um, you know, he's 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 played many icons and a lot of his peers have said that, you know, he was able to embody those guys with perfection because there was something that he just dug within him, himself when he was preparing for these roles. And when he, when he, when he was on set, 
He was just a, a joy to be around. An amazing guy of character. Um, just, it's a hard loss. I think in the midst of everything, you know, it's just like, fuck, man. Like, what else? You know, police is beating our ass all the time. Um, motherfuckers, we, 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 we constantly gotta, like, tell people we we as fucking humans out here in 2020 we have to keep reminding people hey guys you know like could you please stop killing us um we're, we're not quite happy with the selections that we have for presidents and for the election we're stressed the fuck out if you're white and you're listening to this or you're other you know what i'm saying it's no shade but checking on your black friends i don't know if you're a real fucking friend of them just you just you know let them fucking vent to you let them you know, to be angry, be a good friend that way because it is hard. And and you would think that it's kind of weird for a celebrity death to be the tipping point of this, but it's just his, what he represented was important to us. Who he was as a black man was important to us and how he went out was just, it's devastating to kind of like think on the last four years and all of the bodies of works that he was able to produce in that time frame, all within being, you know, struggling, battling cancer. It's crazy. And so for me, kind of like trying to figure out, you know, why does this, you know, you, you don't want to be questioning nothing, but you try to uh, make reason for it. And for me personally, and this could be for somebody else, his death might have not affected them in the way that it has affected me. But I was going through a very, not even a very dark, I think I came to terms with something that was going on in my life. And I was like, already feeling the fact of, you know, I'm in something right now that I don't feel that serves me anymore. But taking a leap and stepping off that ledge and kind of just allowing yourself to free fall is the scariest fucking feeling of your life, especially when you've dedicated a large portion of your life to something and it didn't work. Um, for me, with reading up on Chad, listening to his interviews, I realized that he always just put his dreams ahead of him. And so even when he's diagnosed for with cancer, he could have, you know, he could have stayed at home, allowed himself to heal, did more aggressive treatments. He could have did a lot of things. He probably had a lot of options, you know, as a celebrity, you know, I'm assuming, I'm assuming he was, you know, had a lot of money to do those things. But instead he said, I am, I'm I'm just going to fight my way through this and it might be hard and I may face adversity. I might have hard days to wake up. Um, I might be sore, you know, and this man, like I said, uh, the four years he bulked up for Black Panther. He's, you know, gotten down a little bit for all these other characters that he's played in 21 Bridges. He was James Brown. He was Thurgood Marshall. You know what I'm saying? Like this man has gone through the ringer the last four years and still put forth the best, you know, the best effort he could give and his best foot forward. And so when I look at that, I'm like, you know, one, be happy, do what you want and do whatever your passion is. So that's the lesson I take. And then two is just, it's, it's probably going to be hard, but continue to go forward. And so for me, the impact of his death did that for me. And, and sometimes you have to look at 
what I call funky ass messages and just make them as applicable as you can to your life and, and, and make it as positive as you can, if you can, you know? So I just want to say, damn, I just want to say rest in peace. Finally, you know what I'm saying? Like finally, like lay down somewhere, like rest. He's done so much. He's done so much. And that's not even just talking about himself as an actor. Just it seems like he has done so much. He's, uh, you know, been guest speakers at graduations. He's done promo tours, probably sick and fucking tired of throwing up the Wakanda sign. <laughs> I remember at a certain point, like last year, I was like, oh, my God, he's so tired of it. And just to know that there was a sequel coming. I was like, oh, baby, I'm so sorry you have to deal with this. I'm so sick of it. But he knew exactly what the fuck that meant to us. He knew that even as it was a fictional world, it's a fictional character that we took, like the ex for Wakanda, we, we, we took that, we embodied that, and we accepted that, and we, we, we gained that as a new greeting and a, a new form of empowerment. You know what I'm saying? He knew that at the end of the day. Before I go off of this topic, hey guys, we got plenty of time to figure out what's going on with Black Panther 2, if there is one. Um, maybe it was, it's because I'm emotionally reeling, but I just feel like that's unnecessary talk right now. I feel like Hollywood is a money machine. If y'all think that they ain't gonna fucking figure it out, they gonna figure it out. If I had to say anything, fucking Shuri is right there, girl. Like, the fuck? Shuri is smart okay I'm not sure why she wouldn't just go ahead and build herself a new costume cause she was building all the Black Panther shit and, and fucking save the world she got the mind she was out here fighting on the first one um I don't know why y'all talking about like uh, bringing Michael J uh, what's that Michael J Michael B. Jordan back to life as Killmonger and making him be a good guy. Like it's there, it's written. Sure he could be it. I don't read comic books. So don't none of y'all motherfuckers come for me neither because I, I don't know about none of that shit. It just makes most sense to me. Like we really enjoyed Shuri. She was very humorous, hilarious. And I just feel like why not make her and M'Baku fucking link up and be, you know, dope as shit together. I don't know. I just feel like a few days have passed now and I really didn't want to insult anybody on social media that immediately started talking about that stuff. But I just thought it was, you know, it was kind of like, it, it lacked taste a little bit. <laughs> like, fuck, man, this man just died. Let's reflect. Let's talk. Like, this man is very important, especially to black folks. So, anyways, oh my gosh. Rest in peace, finally, Chadwick Boseman. Thank you for everything you've given us. Thank you for what you've given me over the past 72 hours it sucks. So I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to talk about something a little bit more like light. Okay. Like we'll be back though. Hey y'all we're back and going to try to uplift your spirits again with a little bit of shade, a little bit of everything. I want to talk about the event that happened last night. It was amazing. It was great. I was glad that I was able to partake in it. My little 90s heart was just bursting last night when I was able to actually finish homework, sit down with my glass and or bottle. If you watched my Instagram, you saw that it was a bottle. I'm lying to y'all. 
<laughs> of red wine and enjoy the musical stylings of Brandy versus Monica. I want to know if you're wherever you're watching this from if there's a comment section who were you initially rooting for like I'm curious to know I did not want to judge anybody who initially said Monica Monica did have very much of a boppage in the early 90s and was able to kind of carry that on into the early 2000s and still I guess I don't know because I don't follow her like that remains a little bit relevant to be honest with you Monica to me is an Instagram model she um you know wears a lot of fashions, posts a lot of pictures. I think she's currently fawning over C murder, trying to get him out the pen so she can have some prison peen. But um, never been a huge fan. I couldn't tell you from start to end of any album of Monica, but Brandy baby, <laughs> never say never needs to just be, you know? <laughs> and that's just one album. I'm a very big fan of Brandy self-titled, Never Say Never, Full Moon, and I was very late to the party, but Aphrodisiac was very good, but it it was horrible on marketing, so y'all didn't get to experience that. Um, I think the only album that I honestly didn't listen to by Brandy, and I feel like I need to go circle back around and listen to it, is Human. I couldn't tell you one song off of that album, and that's just me being real. And like I said, Aphrodisiac took me a while because... We had the one single from um, Talk About Our Love with Kanye West. And then it kind of just, it didn't have any follow-up tracks that I remember. Again, I was a little bit younger, but um, I, I think I was i was at least my late teens when that came out. And I don't remember much of a good follow-up. I remember the making the video with her and Kanye West and that, that was it. I don't remember. And then I kind of recircled back to that album and be like, four or five years ago and there's a track on that album called um where you want to be that's featuring ti very good song it's a sample i believe from carl thomas um and i think that's that's a sample for somewhere else too but that's where when i hear the the intro to the song that's the song i think of from carl thomas yet another underrated album uh, by Carl Thomas's emotional and it was a song off of there called Come to Me that she had sampled. I'm thinking, I don't know, I don't know where the original original sample is, but if there is one, but that was a very good song. So y'all, it was just, it was just, it was a lot last night. And you could just obviously tell there was very tension. There was very much tension in the room. Um I am a room reader baby and I just felt like maybe there were some you know, still some more conversations that needed to be had between Brandy and Monica before this really jumped off. It would have made the atmosphere just a little bit less tense. It would have not created so much of a division. Like if you're reading the comments, even some celebrities are kind of saying some sideways shit in regards to how they're interacting with each other. And I just thought that was kind of like bad juju for the most part, but it's good for entertainment. Um, Brandy is suited. She has like a white turtleneck on with this very beautiful to me, this just jacket, like I, I referenced it as being like psychedelic jacket. And she has these very baggy pants on with some white slip-ons. And then Monica is wearing, she has this Fendi beret with the Fendi corset, with the Fendi uh, early 2000s baby jacket on with these leather 
beige pants on that I think were connected to a shoe. It was a lot going on, but it was apparently a lot of people who are love the the labels was really feeling uh, Monica's look. So I guess as far as look is concerned, it, it really depends on preference. I felt like if I was there, I would wanna be fucking comfortable. I know who I am as a person. I wanna dance. I wanna have a good time. If I'm an artist and I'm a singer, I want to get up and I want to have a good time. I'm celebrating my works with somebody who was a competitor a competitor against me in the time that me and her was popping. For the most part, it was always just Brandy and Monica. Now there were many different, very successful and very talented singers that ran up alongside Brandy and Monica, but they were kind of at that pinnacle during that time. And Monica, I, I mean, Brandy, I believe took that over the edge because she was able to maneuver into so many different things. She was able to act. She was able to have a, did you have a Brandy doll? Like a Brandy Barbie doll? Come on dog. Like her impact. She was fucking Cinderella. And Monica did a lot of stuff too. I remember her having, she had a movie on MTV, I believe. It was like an MTV release movie. And she was like, it was about an interracial relationship. It was so wild. And I don't know if she got into that because of the perception that people had about Monica, about being ghetto. I didn't think that, maybe it's because where I grew up. I grew up Louisville, Kentucky, West End. There was plenty of Monicas <laughs> that I knew. So when I looked at Monica, it did, I, didn't, I didn't perceive her as to be ghetto. Um, but I think at that time, she was trying to maybe take a little bit of a nod from Brandy by kind of like, you know, taking down the Miss Thing stereotypical shit that she had going on, the neck roll and all that shit, which I enjoy. But I think that's when she took that role to date the white guy in the movie. Maybe that's what she was trying to do. It's just crossover just a little bit. But we just found that eventually that the hood loves Monica and Monica loves the hood. It is what it is. She was married or not married. She was dating C-Murder. C-Murder went to jail. And I think her heart has just always been with him. I think she's collaborating with Kim Kardashian to try to get this nigga out of jail. I don't know how I feel about it. Master P is apparently pissed. Okay. I don't know why he's pissed. Um, about somebody trying to help him get his brother out of jail, but ain't none of my business. And then we know we see Brandy on the other side of the spectrum who has grown up, who has been very, very much groomed into this standard good girl image, this black girl image, uh, a very crossover image like she was Moesha everybody's breaking down and give dissertations about fucking Moesha now and when you think about it man Moesha was a fucking teenager she was Aggie as fuck and we was all Aggie as fuck as teenagers so I don't know like a lot of people breaking this shit down just enjoy the show we do realize Moesha was annoying and she had some tendencies but like the way people was talking about her on there it was just it's just we, we could let that go anyways so she moved from Moesha. I think she was trying to, you know, branch out a little bit. She, you know, I know what you're doing. Uh, know what you did last summer. I remember she was a little sexy in that movie with Makai Pfeiffer. Um, you know, they had like a little hot tub scene where it was about to get a little hot and bothered before Jack Black blew up on him and, you know, fucked up the party or whatever. And what else? I'm not going to go row for row what she's done. But, you know, yeah, she had the Barbie. She just, for the most part, was able to maintain this very good girl cookie cutter perception to the media and in talking with a lot of my friends and you know seeing it on black twitter we just feel like sonia norwood played a huge part i don't even think it was her dad so much 
But even my friend Misha was like, I don't think Sonya liked Brandy. <laughs> like, I was like, fuck. <laughs> you think? Now it makes me want to go back and look at like the Full Moon. She did um, a documentary uh, leading up to Full Moon. She is pregnant. She had faked this marriage with this guy that she was with. I don't know if she's just smashing and just end up pregnant. I don't know the backstory, uh, but fuck, you know, like I, I think maybe the fact that she did have a momager that that kind of like, it just messed with her. And then I hate to talk about this because people like to joke about this shit and I don't know why, but Brandy was involved in this, this accident and it ended in vehicular manslaughter. She, you know, accidentally killed somebody. And I think that that plays a big role on how she is and who she is today. Um, I think she probably, you know, here I go again, trying to build these images of people, but she looks like somebody who likes to very much keep to herself and her family. She don't like to interact. I don't think we've ever seen Brandy out and about at parties. We've never really heard any rumors about her. And I think it's because Sonya had her so tight knit you know, wouldn't allowing for anybody to create any stories. Um, Brandy was very much Beyonce in the early nineties. I don't think there was too many tabloids up until, till, you know, the accident that were able to, you know, gain traction off of Brandy's name. Like you couldn't talk shit about Brandy in the early nineties. She did a great job of that, but on the, you know, at the end of the day, I think it, it might have affected Brandy, which leads to, the tension in the room uh, amongst Brandy and Monica during last night's battle. Uh, it was just a lot of, it was a lot of shade. Uh, there was mention about, you know, there was a rumor going around that, well, I think confirmed now, but there was a rumor going around about Monica had slapped <laughs> Brandy. Well, actually Dallas Austin confirmed that. He was talking about on a Vlad interview, which why? He's so fucking messy for that. But he was talking about it was right before the Grammys performance or VMAs or something like that. Monica and Brandy had gotten into some shit and Monica ended up slapping or punching her in the face. It's wild. And then when I think about it, I'm like, damn, like I might still be mad if I could have never fought you back. Like I might, we might have to just fight to make it even and then we'd be straight. Cause ain't no way you just go, you didn't just not go slap me and then we just supposed to collaborate with each other. There's some, some un, oh, the, the wounds are not closed fully yet with somebody open hand fucking slap you dog like <laughs> I don't know can you deal y'all the audience y'all let me know if there's you know an amount of closure and maturity that you can have if somebody open palm slaps your ass or even punch you in the face you hit my face I'm gonna feel away for years to come but I'm also a Pisces so I'm a grudge holder I don't mean to be and I'm working on it but like I said, throughout the whole thing, you know, we got bops from both sides. I know, uh, I know for me, I, I didn't know a lot of Monica's songs because again, and I'm not trying to be biased, but I'm not as big of a fan of hers. I remember, you know, talking to my friends last night, we had a Zoom, a girls night Zoom, even though it didn't really work out the way I wanted it to work out, but we had one. And I remember my friend Misha was just like, oh, it's a good song. I'm like, I don't like that song. I don't even know that song. I never heard of that song. Like, I feel so bad because I just, I don't know, but I'm also just not a fan, but I can appreciate Monica for what she brings to the table and just the amount of uh, songs that she's able to fuse like hip hop and rap into. She does a very good job of Mary J. Blige the fuck out of R&B, if that makes sense. I'm trying to find the list of songs right now. 
So round one, What About Us, Everything To Me. Obviously, I don't like them slow songs that Monica be doing. So for, for me, it was Brandy. He is a dozen roses. He is wins for me. <laughs> he is wins for me because do, have you heard the song? Okay, if you ain't heard the song, you need to go listen to it. It's on Never Say Never. Uh, she actually was talking about it, um, it being a fan favorite. I can understand how. It's just, mm, it's a good song. It's a really good song. It's a beautiful song. So for me, that was it. I would I would honestly give round three to Monica because it was Full Moon over So Gone. I love Full Moon. But something about So Gone, the way that Monica and Missy collaborate with each other, she they they make magic together. I cannot hate on that. I can't I can't not give that one to Monica. As much as I love Full Moon, a lot of people <laughs> might disagree with me. But um, I always think I think I talked about this on the episode before. Like that Full Moon video, I just feel like I don't remember who directed it. Directed it. What directed it? But. Um, I hated the concept of that video. Like Brandy is sitting on the fucking uh, 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 patio and she got this fucking um, telescope and she see a party across town and she like, dog, that party looked popping. And she's like mouths and fuck away, you know? And she's like, damn, that, that nigga fine. I'm about to go drive several miles to go see this nigga. And she pull up to the party. Apparently this nigga know who she is. And they, she's sitting in the coat rack room, you know what I'm saying? Where they lay the babies down and the coats and shit. And this nigga walk in the room and then she drive him back to her house. I never liked that fucking video. It was beautiful. The moon looked beautiful. Um, I just was like, who came up with, who did the treatment for this? I need to know who came up with the concept for this music video. It was only so much, so many things, especially with the amount of talent that we had in video directors at that time. Like we were at the height. I mean, like Little X and um, Little X, oh, Hype Williams, Dave Myers. There were so many of them that have now like ventured into movie efforts and shit. Like, we could have did better. We we could have did better with Full Moon. I enjoy the song. I don't like the video. And I think that's probably why it rubs me the wrong way. Um, I want to be down. Don't take it personal. That's round four. I'm giving it to Brandy. It's a lot of growling and shit that Monica does for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and out of all of Monica's songs, it's not one of my favorites. So that was an easy choice for me. Baby, like this and like that. And y'all would be surprised but this is a tie for me. And it has an emotional connection for me for like this and like that. Because as a young kid, I used to go spend a night at my auntie's house all the time. My auntie Sheila, shout out to her. Um, she loved her some Monica. And so I would, if I was getting my Monica hit, it was over my auntie's house. And she specifically really loved this song. And 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 she played it so much that I ended up loving it. So I, but I can't say that I love it more than Baby, but I can say that that matchup is very good. And I think this is one of, like this and like that apparently isn't a, like a highly sought after song on the Monica fan base, but I love that song and it's maybe because I have some, like a, a memory connected to the song. Uh, round six, Angel in Disguise, You Should've Known Better. It's Angel in Disguise for me, baby. I'm gonna try to go quicker. Round seven, Missing You, For You I Will. It's missing you for me. 
Round eight almost doesn't count. Why I love you so much. It's a good matchup. But I'm going to go with almost doesn't count. You see so far, you know, it's looking real Brandy-esque over here. Um, broken hearted, love all over me. I never liked that it was called love all over me. <laughs> and it's because I'm immature and I immediately think about like, y'all know what I think about. I didn't like that song. I didn't like the title of this song. <laughs> I was like, we could have thought the lyrics through to that. I don't know. Love all over me. I just. So anyways, I picked Broken Hearted. Round 10, top of the world. And then this random ass down for my niggas cut. It's, it's obviously top of the world. Monica was really getting in our hood bag. <laughs> and girl, why? Like, I didn't understand it. Anyways, moving on. Round 11 was borderline still standing. I didn't know what still standing was, so I had to go with borderline because borderline is featured on B7, which is Brandy's latest album, which is a good, it's a good album. Could have been better? Yes. Should she have released Baby Mama as a fucking first single? No, absolutely not. That was a bad choice. I don't know who's on her team. They should have told her otherwise. There were plenty other songs, even if they were slow, that she could have released. She could have released borderline as a first single. It's so great. It's really great. So round 12, Love Again and Commitment. Love Again, that's a super great collab between her and Daniel Caesar. I know we canceled him. Not sure if that matters right now, but I like the song, so we're going to let it rock. Round 13, um, Slow Jam, Put It Down. I'm giving that to Monica. That got Usher on it. I mean, there's reasons, but also that's a very good song. It's featured on My Way. Um, Usher and Monica really killed it. Monica said something along the, li- along the lines of <laughs> that Usher doesn't want to collaborate with her anymore. And somebody get the tea on that. I need to know. By the way, apparently Usher is expecting a baby. We're not going to talk about this on this show because fuck that. What are you doing, Usher? Anyways, moving on. Round 14, the first night, who is she to you? If you are in Brandyland anywhere, okay, who is she to you is just a standout track vocalists all over the fucking planet want to learn that song want to learn how to perform that song i don't care i'm not arguing arguing i'm not arguing with y'all the first night is a good song the first night is also tied to a memory for me but i'm gonna get the edge to brandy for who is she to you because it is a staple you ask jasmine sullivan you ask all these you ask these okay listen they appreciate that song they love that song any person that's trying to learn from brandy is picking that song trust me on that around 15 knock knock best friend that was hard for me that's a tie for me best friend is like one of my favorite brandy songs but knock knock just really is from production to how Missy directed Monica on that song. I can't, I ain't gonna, I ain't even gonna touch that. It's a tie for me. Before you walk out of my life, sitting up in my room, giving that to Brandy. Um, round 17, every time the beat drop, talk about our love. Honestly, I would give that to Monica because I don't know. Would I give that to Monica? I'm not sure. Let's go back to I, I'll give it to Monica. I will give it to Monica. Um, round 18, sideline hole. I don't even know why Monica would put that on there. She was trying to like impress Carisha from City Girls and Brady didn't know who Carisha was, okay? And Carisha was very pissed and posted a now deleted tweet about her only liking two of Brandy's songs. And girl, that's a fucking lie. Stop playing with us. Get out of your feelings because 
Brandy, someone who was very popular and is an icon right now here today that was popular in the 90s who don't know who you are, girl. Everybody ain't trying to twerk and shake that coochie. I'm sorry, shit. Goddamn. I don't know. I was a little mad that she got so upset. Anyways, round 19. Oh, I said, uh, put that on everything. I didn't, I don't know if I said that. Round 19, trust, and then impossible when you when you trust uh, when you touch me. When you touch me, even though that's not one of my favorite Brandy songs, but I don't you know what? Is trust the Keisha Cole and Monica song? I know you've seen a lot of things. I I give that to Monica. She still ain't winning regardless of these amount of uh, songs I'm giving her. Um, she still ain't won. And then it's have have you ever round twenty? The final um, battle was have you ever against Angel of Mine? And I think it's the fact that the radio overplayed the fuck out of. Angel of Mine that I have to give it to Brandy at Have You Ever, which, you know, is <laughs> a bias there because maybe they overplayed Have You Ever too. But I was just, I remember being tired of hearing Angel of Mine. I think it was like number one on TRL for a very long time too. And so I was like, ah, I'm so tired of this song. So overall guys, it looked very cringe whole time. Whole time, cringe. <sighs> Brandy was... I'm not gonna go in deep de- detail. I don't know this lady, but I know that she's dealing with a lot of shit. As a matter of fact, if you listen to B7, I feel like she is very much detailed lyrically that she's dealing with some personality issues. She seems to give off very awkward social anxiety type shit. That shit that y'all let Summer Walker, you know, y'all let her live on that shit. I think Brandy might be going through some shit like that too. And so when she's interacting, especially I saw like a really great thread on black Twitter last night that it perfectly explained it, but I'm not going to try to search for it because I don't want it to be just silent on here while I'm searching for a tweet. But I think that Brandy really does respect Monica. Brandy seems to know majority of Monica's songs. She was singing along with her last night, which the audience, like there was people on Twitter that was like, I don't like that for what? You know why? Because Brandy could fucking sing all of Monica's songs if she chose. <laughs> if she could, but it could never be vice versa. I know that angers y'all, but it's true. And y'all was bad because y'all felt like Brandy was trying to stun on her, but really she was enjoying, for what I felt, enjoyed Monica's music and really just wanted to sing to it. And she's a vocalist and she likes to sing. And, and what the fuck else are we here if we're not singing? As a matter of fact, I felt like they should have put like a Teddy Riley and a Babyface. They had a way better setup than than Babyface and Teddy Riley. They were right there. I don't know why they didn't do a sing-off. Not a sing-off, but they were where they could have sang the songs like live, you know what I'm saying? So that's if I, if that was a critique, it was that it was the tension in the room, but you can't really help that. You kind of power forward, and and they did the best they could. You know, they cleaned up a lot of the shade for the most part, even though we had already caught it. You know, it is what it is. Um, I enjoyed it overall. I think um, obviously I feel personally that Brandy won, but just like a lot of people are saying, I think the culture won at the end of the day to be able to have those two ladies, you know, come there, kind of put some shit to the side just to give us that moment just to let us have a good time just reminiscing and listening to their songs there's a lot of kids who don't know brandy and monica and maybe they learned about that and they gained fans and hopefully some streams and you know maybe some more um um publicity as far as like getting their names out there i know brandy's got her album out monica's coming out with some new stuff so it's just 
it's just good to see them out there and still being very relevant. And the fact that they got to 1.2 million views shows that, you know, black women out here killing shit. We made a magic. You just gonna be mad about it. I know y'all hate us, but we see y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fuck? But that's all I really wanted to talk about, guys. I feel like I'll see y'all next month. (laughs) But who knows? I am making moves silently to be able to give you guys way more time. And I appreciate all the support. And if you have a moment to yourself and you think of me, send me positive energy. It's a lot of stuff I'm kind of dealing with right now. But I know me and I know I'm going to make it through. I feel like I said this about a month ago and I was like, I feel good energy. I feel I feel like a shift in my life and I'm going to embrace that. And thank you again, Chad, for letting me see what allowing me to experience breaking down my purpose and really figuring out what I should be doing. He had a really good speech for Howard, um, a commencement about purpose, and it really touched me. So, yeah, but I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to try to get back with y'all when I get back with y'all, but... (laughs) It was like a month later. Happy September. Don't y'all start no shit. Don't touch nothing. Like, let's make it through the rest of this year. We're literally on the downward. Um, I don't want to say spiral, Lord, but we're we're heading downhill. We've been downhill since July, but we're, it's, it's almost holiday season. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. Love up on each other. Um, parents out there uh, hanging there with virtual schools. Teachers, thank you for everything you do. Also, I do want to recognize my son's teacher passed away last month and it touched me. Like it was just a lot of emotional shit I was going through last month. And um, I spoke with her a lot over the the tail end of the school year last year. And that loss just really hurt me. So sending my love to her family thank you for loving my son thank you for teaching my son thank you for being just a positive uh great role model for him he really um enjoyed you and your teaching your leadership and i don't thank a fucking teacher today guys fuck man i make sure to tell her that all the time and i'm glad that my last few words to her was letting her know how much i appreciate her in this current climate what she's doing, what she's putting, I, I don't know how she passed y'all. So what she's, you know, putting herself on the line uh, to be dedicated to our students and to make it deeper than just teaching, deeper than a paycheck. And I could see that in her and I appreciated that. And I'm glad I got to speak that to her um, prior to her passing. So that's all I got y'all. I said I was going to have half an hour, but I went a little over. It's because I had time. My husband ain't pulled up on me yet with the kids. So I'm going to get to doing some homework. I love y'all. Hopefully I get to talk to you guys soon. So there's that, guys.